0: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. tonight. Can I get an amen? Texter says you can't dominate a team for half the game and then blow it by not playing the same way during the second. That's a choke period. They did play the same way, Texter. They didn't get fourth downs in the second. They did in the first. Okay. They had a ball bounce off a helmet. San Francisco got it. They had a fumble. Would you say San Francisco choked in the first half? I'm not hearing anybody say that. So pretty much if you lose a half decisively, to some of you guys, you choked. San Francisco lost the first half decisively. They choked. Detroit lost the second half decisively. They choked. They didn't choke, guys. They, like they did what they always do. They were incredibly aggressive. They didn't play not to lose, which is what prevent defense does. It prevents you from winning. By the way, T. Hell says Mark, it's unfortunately my Buffalo Bills are the most suffered fan base, the fan base that has suffered the most. Texter says Cleveland has to be the worst, horrible franchise. Plus, you gotta live in Cleveland. <laughs> plus you got to live in Cleveland as an additional kick in the nuts. You got to live there, man. You've got to live there. So um I yeah, that's guys, that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at with that uh Diesel, most suffering fan base. Mo- the the fan base that has suffered the most. Who is it to you, sir? Uh what was the, the fan base of Mudville
1: from the uh from the old from the Casey was it Casey Jones story? Nah, no, I- to me, it's got to be Cleveland. To me, it's got to be Cleveland. They, for the longest time, never even came close. Never even came close, and just, just like this crushing depression of knowing that every year you're going to draft a quarterback with your first or second pick, and they're not going to be good because your ownership doesn't know what they're doing. And then just going through this revolving door
0: of quarterbacks. Super Bowls one, Cleveland zero. Super Bowl appearances, Cleveland, zero. Conference championship game appearances, five, but none in the last ten years. Imagine going to the conference championship five times and you didn't win it once. Playoff appearances in the last ten years, one. Playoff wins in the last ten years, one. Division titles in the last ten years, zero. Ugh. You know, 2020 when Mayfield had them at the Chiefs in the second round of the playoffs and Cleveland was pretty good, man, that was exciting. I root for these teams, man. I root for these teams. But, you know, when you talk about the the teams that have suffered the most, they all kind of have the same characteristics, right? The fans care deeply. They literally never win. The fans support the team rain or shine. It's interesting. Buffalo was not in the top 10. So whoever wrote this article came to the conclusion that the Super Bowls, going to the Super Bowl, it is better to love and have lost than not to have uh, ever gone at all. Um, I'm at 17. I'm at 18. He doesn't think Buffalo Bills fans are suffering. He has them 21st. I mean, four times going to the Super Bowl, no Super Bowl wins. Guys, they've never had their year. And, you know, the the, the best analogy I can use on this is they had their wedding day, the Buffalo Bills did, and the bride canceled on them at the altar on the wedding day. Boom, gone, out of here. Bills fans are suffering. I think Detroit fans are suffering the most. The Renewal by Anderson fan phone is 844-326-3663 is where you guys can get to us uh, on the show. What a day of football we had yesterday, my friends. I mean, that was just incredible. Uh, Best day of football I think I've seen in a very, very, very long time. And to me, I, I was looking at this, like entering the day, I'm like, what's on the line here? Right? Like, what is actually on the line? Well, one of the other subplots is John Lynch of the the 49ers, his quarterback kerfuffle. For as well as he's put together that San Francisco 49ers roster, he has stumbled and bumbled and fumbled at that quarterback position. He had a chance to draft Patrick Mahomes. Instead, traded the number two pick to Chicago, took Solomon Thomas. The 49ers did not believe there was a first-round worthy quarterback in the draft that contained Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Then he traded not one, not two, but three first-round picks a couple of years ago for Trey Lance, only to find out that the last pick in the draft was better than Trey. And you had the head coach say, yeah, that was a mistake. cost you three first-round picks. You know, I don't know. I think Brock Purdy's really good, but not a, a, many other people don't. You know, many other people think they're winning in spite of Brock Purdy, not because of him. You know, to me, I thought what was on the line last night was the completion of Detroit's resurgence, which was just one of the most beautiful things you'd ever seen. You know, you saw the Detroit metro area come back and the institutions and museums, sports teams and their venues, the Detroit Institute of Arts, the Motown Museum, the Henry Ford Museum of American Inner Innovation. They were all better than ever. But, you know, the new businesses and the bustling city core and Detroit was, was experiencing that rebirth that mirrored that of the team. And that, to me, is, is just such a beautiful thing. And it's not that that all, that all goes to, to hell in a handbasket with a loss. It's just that that would have been the culmination. That would have been the completion of Detroit's recovery as a city, etc. Baltimore, what was on the line for the Ravens? Respect. John Harbaugh is not on any list of best coaches. Any. Perhaps he should be. Perhaps he should be. But he's not. Unfairly or fairly, one Super Bowl win with Lamar Jackson can't seem to get over the hump. Lamar Jackson wants to prove, wanted to prove that he's more than just a a stat sheet stuffer. Puts up a bunch of numbers in the regular season, flops in the postseason. Baltimore really needed
1: that game. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, does that eliminate that discussion? It damn well should, Diesel. You know why? Because if they can do that, why do they need to be better than him? I mean, like, does does he end up in a in the category of an Eli Manning, a quarterback that doesn't get much respect at all? I mean, like Eli, Eli will will always be in Peyton's shadow, no matter what. No matter what, will always be in Peyton's shadow. And people look at Eli Eli like he was just an okay quarterback who had a couple of good years. I mean, like, do you you put Brock Purdy in that category? Like, he just will never have this name recognition that gets him into an upper echelon? Diesel, all I'm saying
0: is if they win the Super Bowl, brother, like, you obviously don't need to be better than that. Yeah, call me a bust all you want. I got a trophy. Right. Like, he's good enough to win. Good enough to win. The heck with you. What do I need to impress you for? Right? It's incredible. Uh, And so many different storylines, so many different uh, things to ponder as it relates to all of these games. What do you say we get to some sound from throughout the sports world? Dan Campbell here. No regrets whatsoever about going for the fourth downs.
2: I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and, and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back, you know. And it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard.
0: Uh, But it's not regret, Dan, if you're screaming at the TV in real time. You're down by three. You're in field goal range. Tie the game. You know, like it's just – Let's not lose sight of time and place. Let's not be so married to what the numbers say that we lose sight of that. Baseball managers have done the same thing. You know, I got friends in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rays fans, who are convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt they would have beaten the Dodgers in the World Series if uh, their manager, Kevin Cash, hadn't removed their star pitcher. He was following the analytics that say you don't let a pitcher face the lineup the third time. Well then they brought in relievers, those relievers got shelled. Tampa Bay lost. They're still convinced if they left their star starter in, they win. The manager was beholden to analytics. Dan Campbell is aggressive, but seemingly beholden to analytics. And he says, this is like getting your heart ripped out.
2: I think I said it pretty, pretty vividly. It's like getting your heart ripped out and um, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard. And, no, we didn't come in and half to nobody. We were doing backflips like, all right, we got this thing. One they know better. We all know better. We talked about it. We knew they were going to make a run in the second half. We talked about it. We knew we were going to have to weather a storm in the second half. And uh, so when they started to make a push, it would, no. we weren't surprised. We just couldn't counter back. And we've always been able to counter back. We just couldn't quite do it in this one.
0: The words of one uh, Dan Campbell, finally. He had a very open and honest conversation with his team. There's no guarantee you're ever going to make it back to this point.
2: It's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys this may have been only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I I know how hard it is to get here. I I'm well aware, and it'll be it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year.
0: It will be. And there is no guarantee, and I love that you say that. But come on, Dan. There's a time to be aggressive, and there's a time to avoid being reckless. And I think you were a little bit reckless yesterday. Nick Bosa, San Francisco 49ers, says Campbell's decisions bit them in the butt. It it really seemed like when Dean Campbell decided to really challenge you guys and go for it on fourth
1: down, passing up very makeable field goals that – he gave you guys the opportunity
0: to seize momentum. That definitely bit him in the butt. Uh, I feel like going forward on fourth down a lot kind of will come back to bite you. The words of one Nick Bosa. How about play by play? This may have been the only highlight Lamar Jackson had. Caught his own pass yesterday. Here's what that sounded like.
2: This helps Baltimore with the emotion of the
1: game. He's it a one
0: score. Second and five. Ball batted up into the air, and caught by Jackson! He caught his own pass! That's
2: one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. Marr uses the instincts, the God-given gives the awareness to go beat him to the punt, <laughs> <laughs> and makes one of the greatest plays you'll ever see in a championship
0: game. Well, Reed was going to have it, but Jackson just jumped in front of him and completes a 13-yard pass. How about the the end? You know, Kansas City can run the ball, but then they got to punt the ball back to Baltimore. Baltimore will have a chance if they can get the ball back, so it's third and nine. You've had two failed runs. What does Kansas City do? You have Patrick Mahomes. Is there any doubt? He gets the protection. He goes long and on his back. It is Marquez
1: Valdez Scantling for the second straight week? He catches
0: a long ball. He had two of them against the Bills. You, man, Diesel, can, can you play that part again? I want you to listen, Diesel. It, you ever heard the phrase, the air let out of the balloon? <laughs> this is exactly what that sounds like. The last play of their season. Listen to the moment when Baltimore Ravens fans knew it was all over. He gets the protection. He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez-Scampling.
1: For the second straight week, he catches a long ball.
0: He had two of them against the Bills. Best uh, air letting out of the balloon sem. It's... <sighs> <sighs> yeah, that's what it sounded like in Baltimore. How about I've been looking forward to this one—the Korean call of Mahomes icing the game.
1: Believe, believe, 아, oh, oh, 잡았어! 잡았어! By the Is
0: I love those guys. (laughs) I love those guys. Give me the Korean call more often. And how about Travis Kelsey? I got a bone to pick with Travis Kelsey, and I'll tell you that in a minute. But he passes Jerry Rice for the most postseason catches ever in NFL history. Third and nine. (laughs) Caught. Kelsey falls forward. They're not going to give it to him. It's going to be fourth and a foot. Kelsey with his seventh catch in the first half, and he now has the record alone. There you go. By the way, what is my beef with Travis Kelsey? Uh, Travis, congrats on Taylor and the Super Bowl and all. It's great. Super happy for you. But the Chiefs were wearing a shirt after the game that said AFC Champions. And then on the top it says Chiefs are all in. Guys, have we reached a point in lack of creativity in our society today where we don't have enough words to come up with something new? Okay, all in clearly belongs to Clemson. Clearly, that is their hashtag. NFL teams change their hashtag from time to time, right? The Lions were one pride, they changed it to all grit. The Chiefs, Chiefs' kingdom, you know, all in is taken, brother. Where's the marketing
1: department looking around to say, hey, is anybody else using this? Before we start trying to use this phrase, is anybody else using it in a, in a, in a
0: in like real time? Is anybody using this right now? Anybody major, right? Like any major brand in college sports using the phrase all in. You know, when I was moving here, guys, uh, my show in Tampa was called Out of Bounds. I wanted to bring that name here. We didn't do it. Why? Because there's another sports talk show in the market called Out of Bounds. We did, so we didn't do it. When I was a high school teacher, I learned the story about the high school, uh, the, the team name was the Sam Rayburn Texans. Guess what? They had the logo that the Texans used before the Texans used it. Then the Texans ripped their logo and sent my high school a cease and desist. Like, right around the year 2000. And they said, well, you're just a little high school. What are you going to do? We're an NFL team. The hell is that? You know, there is all in. Clemson has claimed it. Please, for the love of all that is good and holy, get your own. You know, just tap into it just a wee bit of creativity, will you? Texture says, Mark, Raiders deserve a mention. I haven't seen any of the Super Bowls, but I've seen horrible drafts, coaches, and decisions every single year. And now I share a division with Patrick Mahomes. Brandon says, Mark, the Lions have the same title as the Falcons for playoff collapse. Atlanta 28-3, and now the Lions 24-7. Those two things are not the same, Brandon. I know you want company. Those two things are most certainly not the same. All right, my friends. We're going to share a very special interview we got to have with with none other than Joe Namath. It's a it was a bucket list moment for me, and that's next here on Offside. It's the fan Up State. There is a movie trope,
1: the red button. You know what I'm talking about, right? The big red button that the guy in the movie can just not, not press. You gotta press the button. You gotta find out what the button does. Well. There's a convenience store chain in Kentucky that is betting on you not being able to resist pushing the red button. A chain of Kentucky convenience stores, Mark, is gaining popularity with visitors by featuring a red button in the bathroom that when you press it, it triggers a disco dance party with music and a mirrored disco ball that falls out of the ceiling and creates a party atmosphere inside of the bathroom. Here's the manager at Hop Shop talking about what they're doing and how much customers love this.
0: One push sets the balls in motion and starts a party in the potty.
2: They'll just burst into laughter, and then they come out and they run out and grab family and run back in the bathroom, and it just brings a lot of joy.
1: Pretty wild, pretty fun time in there. It's
2: funny, I love it. We had a 60-year-old lady that went in and she came out and she said that was the best day of her life.
1: I mean, yeah, it's gimmicky. It's real gimmicky. But you know
0: everybody in town is going to go there to check it out. Dude, you have a gimmick that is on points and is exciting. You've got a gimmick that nobody else has, that no one else has thought of. I think that's pretty damn cool. I gotta be honest with you, man. I mean, I, it's, you've, you've invented something that no one else has. Whoever thought of a party in the bathroom? You know, none of us go to the bathroom for fun, right? Well, speak for yourself, Mark Ryan. But I mean, a bathroom is something you do to get over with, right? Hey, okay, teenage, let's get this teenage over.
1: all of us went to the bathroom to have some fun.
0: Diesel, I have never been that dude, and I don't understand these people. Whether I need to do one or two diesel, I'm in and out of there in three minutes. I've never understood what those people are doing, where it's like it's number two and it takes them twenty minutes in there. Like, what? Are, do, do your body parts not work? Or people like, scroll what, on their phones. Yeah, like what? What is like? We're just sitting there. <laughs> like for me, the the you know using the restroom works as well. Number two is number one. You just go. You sit down. You're done. That's it. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I get take
1: it. my time in there. I'm not in and out. In really? Three not twenty minutes. Twenty minutes is a lot, but like ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. Really? Sometimes you just want a little time to yourself. <laughs> you know? Maybe you got a maybe you got a, a loud 7-month-old Doberman puppy and you're just like, "Shut up. Yeah. I need some time to myself." If I if I'm in here and I've got this loud exhaust fan going, I can't hear the puppy. It's like he doesn't exist. I have 10 minutes to myself.
0: <laughs> Sometimes 10 minutes to yourself is great. <laughs> Guys, um, Wofford beat Furman over the weekend by 10. 77 to 67. Now, on this show, we face awkwardness head-on. Why is this awkward? Well, you see behind Diesel, the Furman flag every single day on the YouTube feed. You see behind me, Furman Paladins, Godins, Flags. We carry Furman on this station. But we love Spartanburg every much as much as we love Greenville. We love these, this town. We love the upstate. We love these cities. So, Diesel, you know, at the risk of, I don't know, being honest, I'm going to, I don't know, be honest. Wofford is really owning Furman lately. Really. And, you know, I, like I'm, I'm getting tired of it. They knocked Furman out of the two seed nationally despite having two wins to their name. You know, Furman's on a bit of a run in college basketball. Okay, they're getting their guys back. They're getting healthy. They're getting a lot better. And you go on the road and you take it on the chin. And, and, you know, Wofford, who hasn't been this, you know, hasn't been much athletically. I don't know what it is about this rivalry, man. They're just really taking it to Furman lately. And this isn't even a stretch to say they got the much,
1: much nicer basketball arena. Oh, much Much nicer. nicer. Yeah. And I like Timmons Arena. Timmons Arena, well, Timmons Arena is okay. Yeah. Now, we'll see what happens. I remember what, last year they announced some big capital, uh, like big donation, and they're going to make some major renovations to Timmons Arena. We'll see what it looks like after that's completed. I I haven't seen anything or heard anything else in addition since that was announced. I don't know what they're planning on doing to this thing to spruce that goose, but I I I still don't think it could be what Jerry Richardson is.
0: No, Jerry Richardson is like the small arena uh, for rich people. I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. It is gorgeous. It has all the amenities. It is like a country club environment. Jerry Richardson Indoor Basketball Facility. You said it, Diesel. Timmins is okay. When we've spoken to Bob Ritchie about it in the past, he goes right to Timmins Arena. He says, we've got to upgrade our facility. You go there, and that's what you feel. You feel like it's okay. You go to Jerry Richardson Indoor, And you're saying, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, this this tends to the needs of all of your boosters. This makes sure everyone's having a first class experience. I'm honestly, Diesel, surprised with that venue that Wofford hasn't been better than they are. Like, why isn't Wofford one of the feel good stories? You know, when we when we moved here and gosh, Diesel, I'm blanking on the name. But when we moved here, Wofford had that sharpshooter. Um, who almost beat Kentucky in the second round of the tournament. And, um, and like, Wofford was, like, on the come. They were on the up. There was a lot of hype and momentum about them. That was the year that I moved here five years ago. And it's just kind of been um, a run of mediocrity for the Wofford Terriers ever since. Really, really sad to see. And uh, sad to me to see, as well, that Furman has not been able to capitalize on the momentum that they had last year. You know, um, the, the, the question that was going to be answered this year on Furman basketball was, was this star players or was this star program? What was it? You know, what was the reason for this surge? And thus far, unfortunately, it looks like the reason was star players, not star program per se. Uh, there still is time to change that. Furman was 5-2 and two in the league. They're now 5-3 and three in the league uh, as we head towards kind of the stretch run. Uh, one month left in the regular season. And, of course, my friends, we're going to be live on location, Harris Cherokee Convention Center, for the SoCon Conference Tournament, again, coming your way in March. Cannot wait for that. Hope the uh, boys in purple can turn it around sooner than later. Watched them on Saturday and uh, left feeling a wee bit disappointed. Hope we didn't disappoint you guys. Hope you enjoyed the Joe Namath interview. And Diesel and I will see you right back here tomorrow for another episode of the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offside. It's Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate.